Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Back at it again. It's another edition of the College Good Art Showcase Watchlist Show. Tracking the top NFL draft prospects on the planet each and every week. Brought to you by... The NFL Draft Bible Broadcasting Around the Globe with your hosts, Joe Everett, Justin Gamble, and me, the R.I.C. Rick Saratella. We are on air. Ooh, yeah. Welcome to the show here, November 17th, 2017. It's the College Gridiron Showcase Watchlist Show. I'm your host, Rick Saratella, R.I.C., and the place to be here, telling it like it is when it comes to the NFL Draft with the NFL Draft Bible. Since 2002, it's what we do, baby, along with my co-hosts, Joe Everett and Justin Gamble, along for the ride. Joey, working that switchboard for us today because uh, we're always on the road, never leaving a stone unturned, and finding and searching and looking for talent because that's right, we have over 40 College Good Iron Showcase alumni currently on NFL rosters. We had over 100 NFL scouts at the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium. And I can guarantee you all 32 will be in attendance January 6th through the 10th. There will be a record showing for NFL scouts turning out for this year's event because our roster is bigger, better than ever, thanks in large part to our scouting department. First off, we welcome him in at Joe W. Everett. He is Joe Everett, never leaving a stone unturned. Say hello to the people, Joe. How are you doing today? Doing great. Uh, week 12, it's already here. we got a jam-packed switchboard. Uh, I think one of our co-founders is even on, Rick. Uh, it's up. Ready to get this show fired up. All right. So uh, do we have Justin yet, or are we still waiting on him? Oh, Justin's here. Justin, how's it going, my man? You know, I'm fighting the flu, fighting a little sickness, but as Joe calls it, just the draft bug. So I'm here. I'm ready to go. Oh, baby, I got the sickness, too. It's called Draft Fever, and uh, you can follow Justin Gamble at Gamscout on Twitter, one of the better Twitter followers out there, no doubt about it. Of course, at NFL Draft Bible, at CGS All-Star, and I know we have one of our co-founders on the event. If it's 201, I know it's a Craig Red sighting. You got me. (laughs) You got me. I am here. Craig, (laughs) we got you, my man. So, you know, we've been doing a bunch of scouting calls. We've been uh, talking to a lot of our good sponsors that are going to be down there at the College Gridiron Showcase down in Addison, Texas, January 6th through the 10th. What else is new and current that we can uh, let our listening audience know about? Well, we have the scouting workshop going on, open to men and women, all ages. uh, Well, I should say all grown ages, uh, 18 and older. Welcome to come and, and, and learn how to be a scout like the gentleman that we have here on the phone. Um, we have our pro, pro free agent event that is starting to heat up now, and you know, players are starting to get themselves ready if they're not getting the, the NFL love right now in the NFL workouts. 
come to our event, you will get it. We've had NFL teams uh, in the past. We've had eight players signed from that workout to NFL rosters and an ungodly amount of players from there signed to uh, CFL rosters. So we have that going on. And as all of you just talked about, invites are going out fast and furious. We're getting acceptances back already. So uh, crazy time, but this is the best time of year. You know, Craig, obviously this is the College Gridiron Showcase watch list show, but you mentioned the Pro Gridiron Showcase, which is a separate event held down in Texas. You know, tell the people a little bit more because it is a separate domain, a a different website link for those veteran players, uh, those players, you know, in in the last year or two, maybe they're, they're on the open market, a free agent, NFL, CFL, whatever the case may be. How can they sign up for that event? Uh, if you go to ProGridironShowcase.com, we have all the information on there. But, yeah, this is a very unique event only for the fact that we are the only padded workout, padded tryout event of its kind. Everyone else does, you know, shorts and T-shirts, and, you know, guys kind of get after it, but they kind of don't. With us, we get after it. We let the team see these players in pads getting after it, you know, the, the, the big guys can go at it and, you know, have full contact and really kind of show what they can do. Um, scouts love it because it really is the only event like this uh, around. The, the teams don't even do, you know, workouts and pads. Um, so all the players that have come, they're going to get a great workout. All the players in the past have gotten a great workout. They've gotten great looks. Um, our goal by doing this is that when players come to our event, they're going to run a 40, they're going to do a short shuttle, put the pads on, have a pad at practice, but scouts really get to, to make a good evaluation of them. Um, this is not open to players, you know, 28 or older. We're trying to give the players who are, who are young enough one, one to four years removed from college and, and get them a good look because realistically once you hit 27, 28, the, the team stopped really giving you a, a good evaluation, stopped really looking at you because they see you on the, uh, you know, the bad side of 30. Um, but, for, you know, for the younger guys who are just a few years removed from college, maybe been into, a, you know, a camp or two before, be at the CFL level, NFL level, th- this is the event where you're, you're going to be put in front of at least seven to eight different leagues an opportunity to kind of get on a roster and, and, and make some money and more importantly start getting some film yeah you know to me this is a better look than than one that you even receive at a pro day because like you said you mentioned it with pads um you get the scouts involved I, I think the rams you know had like seven guys at the cgs some of them flew in a day early just to you know, help even run some of these drills and and stuff like that. So the NFL scouts are very hands-on. You are guaranteed an NFL-CFL look. So uh, like Craig said, if you're one to four years removed from the college game, if you're a current free agent, a street free agent, you want another look, uh, I think this is just about the best opportunity that you will find around. Uh, Anything else, Craig, you want to hit us with before we let you go? I know you're a busy man, sir. Just keep an eye out for invites. Um, if, if you still have nominations, we're still taking them. So uh, please get them to us. We're we're excited. We're we're scouring through film. I don't know how the three of you even stay up because I know you guys burn the midnight oil until 
2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and then you're back at it by 5 or 6. So um, keep it coming to us, and we're, we're going to be watching. All right, no doubt about it, man. We uh, we got the juice to keep us alive, baby. <laughs> the late-night juice is just keeping <laughs> us around the clock. So, But uh, Craig Red, as always, uh, co-director of the Cosgrid Iron Showcase and Symposium, the fourth annual CGS event down in Addison, Texas, January 6th through the 10th. You know we'll be chatting soon. Absolutely. Enjoy. All right, there you have it. Craig Red, Jose Jefferson joining us each and every week here on the Cosgrid Arms Showcase Watchlist Show. Time to get into the part of the show that you draft mix out there always want to hear about, and that's the uh, prospects that we're keeping an eye on, the movers and shakers, the risers and sliders, who's on our radar, who's receiving invites. You heard Craig say uh, our invites have gone out. We're getting acceptances. Some of the all-star games out there are also getting acceptances, and we'll touch base on that later on in the show. We'll get into some of our marquee matchups. But first off, we kick it off with our FBS Player of the Week, and it's brought to you by GoParabolic.com. Check out the Parabolic Performance and Rehab guys uh, for the NFL Draft Prep Program. If you don't know about it, you should know about it because I work with those guys just like I work with the College Gritter and Showcase guys. And uh, once again, I'll be – helping them, providing them, and guiding them, uh, I can guarantee you this, no NFL combine training facility works with myself. And what does that matter, you say? Well, you know, having myself in your corner and the support team and the network at the Parabolic Performance Combine Training Program, I can guarantee you this, you won't have a support system like it anywhere else at any other combine training facility because chances are (laughs) – I have most contacts, more contacts than most agents out there. So it's almost like having an additional agent, someone to work the pipeline for you, get you direct exposure. And, uh, you know, I'm working on some few things on the back burner that I hope to announce here soon as well. So listen, any inquiries, RIC at NFLDraftBible.com. It's the largest training facility on the East Coast. You want a personal tour, hit me up, man. I'll go meet you down there and show it off myself. Uh, That's what we do. And Justin Gamble, it's what he does, highlighting our FBS Player of the Week. Who you got for us this week, Justin? Well, I know we all caught that 40-17 to 17 drubbing from Auburn over Georgia, right? Um, and I want to I say that our FBS player had a breakout game, but, I mean, he's had some big games before. He's done some pretty nice things on tape last year. He was on my radar coming into this year, but, I mean, I guess this – you could call this his breakout game, and it was the running back, Carryon Johnson. Um, went 32 carries for 167 yards. He had two receptions for 66 yards and a receiving touchdown. Um, just putting all the skills and all the traits on tape in this in this one. <clears throat> Definitely one scouts are going to want to see, uh, you know, looking fluid, looking powerful. He had that patience and the vision. Um, I think – I thought he was more of a one-speed back, but he turned the corner, you know, a few times in this game and left some people in the dust. Um, he, you know, he out-angled people. He burst through the hole, gets to the second level, had some big yardage um, on a few different carries. So um, I thought I was excited. I thought he was a senior. He's only a true junior. But this kid's got a high ceiling. He's a high, highly touted recruit. Uh, I think he was rated like the number one overall back in Alabama or number one overall prospect in Alabama. Um, He's been a kick returner. I know he 
returned some kicks last year. So this guy has a versatile skill set. Um, just add another running back to the stacked running back class because this dude put it all on tape last week. Uh, I think he was a big part of, I don't know if you want to call it an upset, but a big part of knocking off the number one team in the country. Well, you know, that dominant Georgia defense, uh, you know, carry on Johnson, the first running back to exceed that hundred yard barrier mark against the Bulldogs defense. And, uh, you know, he showed, he showed the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield as well. 167 yards rushing 66 yards receiving. And, you know, we always talk about next man up and Cameron Petway, he was actually, you know, rising up draft boards and then his injury, open the door for carry on Johnson to uh, kind of showcase his skill set and talents. And, you know, as you mentioned, you know, maybe a little bit more wiggle than we first anticipated, Justin. So someone who is, um, you know, catching the attention of NFL scouts here and, and currently leading the SEC in rushing yards and touchdowns. So uh, carry on Johnson, our FBS player of the week brought to you by Parabolic Performance and Rehab. Make sure you check them out. Goparabolic.com backslash. NFL draft prep. Now, our under-the-radar prospect of the week comes courtesy of Joe Everett, and it's brought to you by Premier Athlete Advisors. Check out our friends Adam and Matt at PremierAthleteAdvisors.com. Boy, talk about movers and shakers in the NFL agent industry. Those two guys are well on their way uh, to great success. So if you are a prospective uh, client, out there, if you're an NFL prospect looking for representation, premierathleteadvisors.com, check them out. Uh, Joe, who do you have for our under-the-radar prospect this week? Well, uh, it's a, a Texas guy that I've been focusing on coming into the season. I thought, you know, he might be under the radar, but he's just played too well. Uh, Marcus Davenport, the UTSA defensive end slash linebacker, uh, you know, everyone's looking for that next great pass rusher. Um, he's 6'6", 235. I have not seen him play with his hand in the dirt. All I see is two-point. He's stand-up pass rushing linebacker for them, and I don't know that it matters. Uh, I mean, there's teams that just flat-out run away from this guy, and the results, they're, they're pretty clear. I mean, this year he's up to 14 tackles for loss, eight sacks, so best uh, career year he's had. And it's just the range. Uh, he's just—he's got a decent first step, but these super long arms he has. He can just separate from blockers. He's got closing speed, not just, you know, to crush the pocket. You see him chase plays down from behind. So at that, with that kind of size and this uh, this spring he has, uh, the ball skills are actually decent too. I was watching the Texas A&M game, and he just a batted pass, caught it out of nowhere. Uh, he, he he didn't really do much with it after he caught it, but just the fact that uh, he's this heads up. Um, uh, Frank Wilson doing a great job at UTSA. I mean, it's a whole new new regime, just a, a winning culture there, and, and it's because of all conference players uh, like Davenport here. It's a big reason why that turnaround in the program. And I think Davenport, at this point, uh, he's got a chance to be a top 100 player. This is uh, one of those uh, guys It's like, world's your oyster. How hard do you want to work? What do you want to make out of it? I will say anyone trying to say he's a defensive end and you're just going to start – he needs about 50 cheeseburgers before that happens. Uh, that 235 is not going to cut it. He gets uh, pushed around a lot in the running game. But, boy, the upside 
with this Marcus Davenport is is clear and it's there's it, no longer a hidden gem. I mean, I think uh, the the whole college football landscape starting to know about him. He's just been too productive and uh, his his yeah his raw talent just kind of speaks out when you pop on those Roadrunner games. Yeah, the Roadrunner uh, running up draft boards there at the uh, University of Texas San Antonio, and you talk about the length, you talk about the athleticism. You're right, Joe. The secret's out. Uh, just about every talent evaluator knows about Marcus Davenport, and you know, listen, 34 and a half career tackles for loss, 20 and a half sacks, uh, pretty active hands. He's got four batted balls this year at the line of scrimmage. Uh, a trio of forced fumbles. So this guy's just making plays all over the field. He is Marcus Davenport. He is our under-the-radar prospect of the week, brought to you by Premier Athlete Advisors. Go check them out, Premier Athlete Advisors. As you know, I bring to you each and every week the FCS Player of the Week, and I wanted to do something a little bit different this year, um, or this week, I should say. The the weeks, the days, they're turning into years, I'll tell you, over here. But, uh, you know, we mentioned that, you know, some of the other All-Star game invites were going out in the last week or so. And I wanted to highlight some of the players that we've been keeping tabs on here uh, throughout the season that we've discussed. And, you know, the FCS report is brought to you by Defiance Fuel Water, Defy Limited, Defy Limitations. Uh, they've been hydrating our athletes at the College Gridiron Showcase at the Parabolic Performance Training Facilities. And as a matter of fact, I'm not even joking you folks. I'm drinking Defiance Fuel Water as we speak because I just can't go back to regular water. So check them out, defiancefuel.com. Our FCS report, you know, is going to highlight, you know, not just one player, but the one player I want to start off with is Brandon Parker from North Carolina A&T. This this gentleman, you know, he was on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show earlier this season. Obviously, he was on the College Gridiron Showcase watch list and, and even did have an invite, an official invitation. But then the Senior Bowl came calling. So we want to congratulate Brandon Parker and his NCANT, uh, you know, Tariq Cohen making some noise from uh, the program last year. Well, Brandon Parker is another guy. You talked about Davenport, Joe. Parker is another guy who could sneak up into that top 100 mix, especially now with the Senior Bowl invite. He's going to have the platform provided to do that. So, um, you know, on a side note, if you want more on Parker, we have the interview on the website. I actually have the O-line prospect preview coming out later today where we're going to talk about Parker and all kinds of good O-line prospects. So that's a tease right there. The traffic has been through the roof on the website. So uh, make sure you check us out. we got new scouting reports each and every day, Bible.com, including Brandon Parker. Uh, Jacksonville State linebacker Saran Neal, Murray State cornerback Demontre Wade, uh, South Dakota State tight end Dallas Goder. You know, we've spoken about this man uh, numerous times here on the Cosgrid Iron Showcase watch list show. And probably, if I had to guess, the first FCS player off the board will be Goder, uh, six foot four, 260 pounds, is going to test through the roof, similar to Adam Shaheen with the Bears of a year ago, who quite honestly hasn't um, been lighting the world on fire this year. But you're going to see Dallas Goder. Uh, ascend up draft boards 
And, of course, they have the wide receiver there as well who does not have an invite yet officially. Uh, but one last guy that, you know, we were going to invite to the College Gridiron Showcase until his injury, uh, broken fibula, unfortunately ended the season of Timon Paris out of Stony Brook. However, this young man, he did have an official invitation to the Senior Bowl. So, you know, we will uh, reach out to Timon. And just because you're injured doesn't mean you can't participate in an all-star event, maybe not physically, but what we do at the College Gridiron Showcase, we schedule about 70 hours of NFL team interviews throughout the week. The first day is just, you know, eight to ten hours of just NFL team interviews. So who knows, maybe you could see Timon Paris out there at the College Gridiron Showcase. But we wanted to congratulate all of the FCS standouts uh, for their recognition it's quite a distinction uh, to come from the FCS level and earn that Senior Bowl invite is no easy task. So congratulations to all those young men. Of course, the College Gridiron Showcase will have plenty of FBS, FCS. We might even have a few D3 players, so watch out now. It's the most diverse all-star event out there, 165 players last year. Uh, to evaluate. So we're looking forward to that. Again, cgsallstar.com. Still taking nominees, and you can still hit me, RIC, at nfldraftbible.com to put a player on our radar. All right, time to transition and shift gears into our marquee matchups of the week. Uh, Let's see, we'll start it off here with Joe Everett, never leaving a stone unturned. You can follow him on Twitter, at Joe W. Everett. Of course, if you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, he does the Bang the Book weekly podcast, a great show. Uh, Go search them and find those Bang the Book podcast here on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, Joe, who's your marquee matchup of the week for us this week? Some people may skip over this, but I'm going AAC, uh, Central Florida on the mission, uh, just steamrolling teams. But I'm going to tell you, this is your classic look-ahead spot. They go to Philadelphia. This is uh, a temple their last home game, and uh, looking ahead, well, next on the docket for the Knights is the South Florida Bulls and Charlie Strong and, you know, Mr. Quentin Flowers himself. So I, I know they've had that one circled on the calendar, but Temple is starting to turn it around. Um, but I'll start with the McKenzie Milton offense for UCF. They're, he's a sophomore. The Killens, they're running back to sophomore, so not eligible yet. But they got two receivers, Traquan Smith, uh, great size, excellent field sense, just locates that ball, he finds it, and he attacks the thing. Uh, pretty exceptional runner after the catch, too, but his my, my ball mentality is kind of what, what sticks out. And then we've brought him up on the show before, tight end Jordan Akins. I, I think he's a future NFL player easily. Uh, just He's that kid drafted by the Texas Rangers, played the minor league ball, kind of stuck with it as long as he could. But I love that pro mentality. I love that kind of focus he's going to bring to the next level. So, And you, of course, expect the ball skills and hand-eye coordination uh, from, from his previous sport. But he also has some real speed. I mean, this Akins has returned kicks. Uh, for the Knights in the past, too. So just a well-rounded athlete. I think that's uh, definitely a Sunday-type player. And then their uh, their tackle, Aaron Evans, he's got uh, – I don't know if he's a guard at the next level or what. He definitely needs to add some good weight. But Evans has his work cut out for him on the other side with the uh, uh, sheriff. The sheriff, Mr. Finch, uh, off edge, 
He's doing some great things for. He's just that next Temple badass. They've got one every year. He's got nine and a half tackles for loss. Uh, he's approaching those double-digit sacks. I hope for his sake he gets it. And then on the back half, they've got Sean Chandler uh, to fix their problems. Uh, he erases those mistakes. Uh, another senior on this team that, uh, yeah, Temple's no joke. And the big reason I, I like this game is just, you know, I think this is going to be a real AAC battle. It's this new quarterback for Temple, Frank Newtile. And, uh, Newtile, Newtile, I don't care how you say it, he's a junior. He is eligible. I do not believe he'll come out. Hopefully he sticks uh, in school, but right now he's throwing to two seniors and Adonis Jennings. Uh, the uh, other receiver we, we may get at the event with Kirkwood, Keith Kirkwood. Uh, Newtiel throws a real catchable ball. He's a big kid at 6'4". He sees the field and surprisingly athletic. He's no you know, dual threat by any means, but he's no stiff either when he has to break pocket and bail. So uh, this, I think it's worth Draftnik's look to just uh, further vet out this Temple quarterback because uh, Frankie, I think, might be a player here. Um, The only downside for Temple is Raquel Armstead. You could just tell the last two games he's been hurt. Uh, It's an undisclosed injury. They haven't said anything about it. But if you watched Raquel Armstead last year, you saw a guy that was just shot out of a cannon. And that kind of speed, we haven't seen it from him this year. So I'm wondering what exactly his uh, injury status is. And then uh, their fullback is my uh, uh, bromance of this season, Nick Sharga. Uh, it's just what football is all about, former walk-on, I believe, Iowa Western Community College. Uh, don't quote me on his community college, but he worked on that uh, team the hard way. He earned his single-digit jersey, which is the, the jersey they give for the toughest players on the roster, and it's because he showed up every day. He's going to keep showing up every day, and that's just – he's your throwback. If a team is really looking for that fullback at the next level – they better be taking a hard look at Sharga because uh, he's just such a phenomenal blocker and pretty another guy, just a well-rounded player. So, yeah, I think this is just going to be a really good game for Temple. Uh, those senior receivers, uh, they still have Ventel Bryant. Uh, just a, a nice collection of skill position players. And then last player would be remiss if we didn't add uh, for the Knights on defense. Shaq Griffin, the one-arm bandit. Uh, it's I know it's lazy to say, well, he doesn't have an arm, but he makes up for that. It's, it's clear the range he has, that sideline to sideline speed. Uh, Shaq Griffin is just a, a really rare player, and that's another guy. Uh, you cannot help but root for him, and I just, I just want to see where he ends up at the pro level because he's a runner. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind some team's going to give him a look because he just – plays every play, every rep, like it's his last, and I think that appeals to a lot of coaches. Yeah, you know, Joe, I'm just going to call him Darth Vader. Is that just wrong of me? That's (laughs) awesome, man. You put the visor on, start breathing heavy. (laughs) So, you know, um, you got me excited here because I didn't know you were going to bring up the Temple UCF game, and you know, as you guys know, it's right in my backyard. And, and uh, you know, when it comes to Temple, I mean, I, I feel like I have a finger on the pulse there. So, um, you know, I just want to follow up on a couple guys. Like, you know, Sharga, who you mentioned, is one of the top-rated fullbacks on the Draft Bible Big Board. You mentioned Ventel Bryant and uh, Ryquel Armstead. You know, listen, Matty Rule did a great job recruiting there before he left for Baylor. Those are two guys that, as you said, Joe, have struggled with injuries and probably be on the radar more so 
uh, next year. But, yeah, those wide receivers, they're just big-bodied guys. And Keith Kirkwood, you know, the cool thing about new head coach Jeff Collins, when he came in during spring ball, you know, part of his philosophy is that everybody had to learn, like, two or three different positions. So a guy like Keith Kirkwood, they actually had him playing defensive end. He registered, like, a sack and a half during the spring game playing defensive end. This guy's just a physical big-bodied possession type of wide receiver, not afraid to go over the middle, and very under-the-radar pro prospect, in my opinion. Mentioned Adonis Jennings. Here's a guy, you know, Rutgers lost out in in the recruiting battle. I believe he he, uh, started off at Pittsburgh, came back home to Temple. His brother, uh, Adonis Jennings, I forget his brother's first name, just just, um, accepted a scholarship to Rutgers. So, um, keep a lookout for him because he's actually a higher-rated high school recruit coming out. And then Isaiah Wright, you talk about the big-body guys. This was a Matt Rule favorite. He burst onto the scene as a freshman. He's just a sophomore this season. But in terms of the uh, Temple Owls, Owls' biggest playmaker, Isaiah Wright does it all. He lines up in the backfield, the wildcat, the running back, the end of rounds, returns kicks, just a, an incredible jump ball athlete um so there's that on offense you mentioned Sharif Finch I gotta chime in Joe I mean this guy caught my attention maybe three years ago playing the edge uh playing part of that defensive line rotation along with Hassan Reddick and Taylor Matakavich this guy is a special teams phenom You, you mentioned his burst on the edge he's got quite a few blocked kicks that Sharif Finch and uh of course you know that's going to be appealing to teams at the next level uh, however, Jacob Martin, I think the defensive end there, actually leads the team in sacks. Maybe Finch has passed them since. But those two guys out there uh, on the edge, definitely applying pressure in the backfield. You mentioned Sean Chandler, who's kind of a hybrid. You know, he's played corner. He's played free safety, has the skill set to kind of do both. You know, I didn't see the fire. I, I watched Temple uh, this past year, this a uh, couple weeks ago, I think, Against Navy was it? You know, I didn't see the same fire from Chandler that I saw a year ago. He wasn't that enforcer type of guy that I I was looking for, and you know, still there to take out the trash and clean up the mess. Um, you know, whether that's something to do with the new coaching staff, I have no idea. And the one last guy, you know, that really doesn't get the recognition on Temple, maybe because he transferred from North Carolina Central, but this guy Mike Jones, I mean. Uh, just, again, a, a return specialist, uh, explosive kick returner at NC Central, has, you know, since assumed return duties for the Owls, and just really a fluid backpedal, smooth in transition, change of direction kind of guy. I think, you know, ideally he probably projects as a slot type of nickelback corner at the next level, but he's been playing outside there uh, for the Temple Owls, and you know, you got me excited, Joe. It's almost like they got two for the price of one with that game. And, you know, again, I, I've got my finger on the pulse when it comes to the Temple Owls football program. But what I have to ask on a side note, you know, you mentioned Temple has got it going and, and you saw Rule take the job down in Baylor. Uh, you know, Scott Frost has, has got these nights going there on the UCF side of the ball. He's just about as hot as they come in terms of a coaching commodity. Could he, too, also – be out the door uh, that Mr. Frost. It'd be a shame because what is this only his second year there and these kids he's put together, but man, with Nebraska 
having a tough time and him playing quarterback there, if that is not hand meet glove, I don't know what is. Uh, what if Jim Mora uh, Jr. leaves over in uh, UCLA? That is still a hot, hot job. <laughs> you know, they may come in on knocking on Scotty's door. So, yeah, he, he if he's not one of the hottest candidates out there, uh, I don't know who is just because of what – he was dealt here at Central, and what he's turned it into, it's just uh, that's that's one of the best jobs I've seen as far as just completely erasing what was there and, and putting that reset button and installing a winning culture. It's, uh, it is impressive what Scott Frost has done. Yeah, you could argue uh, maybe possibly the best team there in the state of Florida outside of uh, the U. <laughs> but, uh, you know, outside of those hurricanes, hey, UCF is just about the best team in the state of Florida. So, yeah, what a turnaround. And unfortunate if he does depart, but you mentioned that Nebraska job, and I remember Scott Frost playing for the Cornhuskers. Man, that would be a marriage made in heaven. Hey, are you a draft mix? Do you love the NFL draft? Well, then this show is a match made in heaven for you, and we appreciate you listening. We mentioned we're on Block Talk Radio. We're also on iTunes now. So, hey, man, go rate us, like us, share us, spread the word. Most importantly, if you got 30 seconds to leave a review, well, hey, man, we appreciate that too. You know why? Because it helps out our ranking or our rating, or I'm not quite sure how iTunes rates their best podcast but i can tell you this is the best nfl draft podcast and we're not getting the respect we deserve so please go leave a review go give us a shout out give us a share and a like we appreciate the love Woo! all right our second marquee matchup is going to come courtesy of justin gamble again you can follow him on twitter at gam scout and uh justin who do you have for our marquee Matchup, uh, Joe hit us with a good one there. Uh, tough act to follow. Yeah, I wasn't sure I was going to get another word in. <laughs> Especially with <laughs> you know, talking about those smaller conference schools, and man. But uh, for me, it's it's definitely the quarterback marquee matchup this week down in Los Angeles, and it's UCLA and USC. Um, and Rosen versus Darnold. Um, I wish it was more of an even matchup. But it's not. And, you know, just like, you know, all season long we've watched Rosen deal with a subpar. I mean, subpar is still giving them too much credit. Just an awful pass-catching group. Um, you know, the drops are just racking up game by game. It's it's become almost annoying to watch. But, um, you know, he does what he can. I mean, people question Rosen's passion and well for the game. But game in, game out, he goes out there and he looks unfazed by, you know, the drops and uh, the O-line being almost incompetent at times. Uh, they've improved as the season's gone on. I'll give them that. But uh, Rosen still, you know, has his back up against the wall right now. Um, but nevertheless, he's running the eighth-best passing offense in the nation, and that is not anything to do with his pass catchers. That is all him. Uh, he's going up against a pretty stout USC defense. I got to watch them live last week. Um, you got, the, you know, the corners. Iman Marshall, Jack Jones, um, one of the under-the-radar guys that really stood out to me last week on the defensive line for USC was Rasheem Green. Um, he's kind of a tweener. He's playing, you know, five technique. He's playing seven. He's playing inside. Uh, he's about 275, 280 pounds, but he's a big dude, 6'4", 6'5". 
got the length, got the suddenness, uh, really violent with his hands. He was shedding blocks last weekend like it was nothing. Um, you know, and so another guy that I'm looking forward to seeing, unfortunately he'll be chasing after my quarterback crush Rosen. But, um, you know, if you're a draft Nick out there, if you're a scout, one of the questions I think you'll probably have with Rasheem Green is where does he play in the NFL? Um, does he play on the edge? Is he, is he athletic enough to play on the edge? Is he a five technique? Can he put on enough weight to hold up against the run like that? Um, so, one of those things, again, like I said, I'm looking for is where where does he play? Just like in, you know his teammate Uchenna and Wosu, who's right now playing on the edge at outside linebacker for USC. But is he tall enough? Is he long enough? Is he sudden enough to play on the edge in the NFL? Is he going to transfer to on or off ball linebacker? Um, this USC defense is is good. It's fast, but they do have a lot of people. They do have a lot of players on that defense that you don't know where they project to in the NFL. Um, they also have inside linebacker Cameron Smith, who's an absolute stud. I think he's more of a college stud. I don't know if he's going to you know, take that to the NFL level. I think he will be a decent linebacker, but he might just be a two-down linebacker, and that's okay. Um, but, you know, this, this matchup is more for me about the quarterbacks, and it's about Darnold, and it's about Rosen. And I think Darnold and Ronald Jones, the running back, I think – you know, they're going to get that run game going. I think they're going to put up some points and they're going to control the clock enough to where they're going to start getting, you know, they're going to jump out. They're going to get a lead. They're going to control, um, you know, the tempo of the game. So it's going to be up to Josh Rosen to kind of bring UCLA back and keep them in this. But uh, a two-loss USC team, they control their own destiny. If they win out and they get, you know, losses from some other teams. It's not crazy to say they can't jump back into the playoffs. So, for me, this one needs to be convincing for USC. Um, they need to take care of business, but I also want to see it become a good game. I want to see Rosen, um, you know, kind of dominate uh, his part and do what he can, even with that horrible pass-catching crew. So, um, you know, quarterback marquee matchups, they never get old, and especially this year with this quarterback class being so uncertain with so many underclassmen, it'd be nice to see these two go at it and kind of put on the show. Well, you could argue it has the makings of an instant classic. I think it's going to be closer than people think. And, you know, arguably two players potentially that could go number one overall, depending on who you ask, what's your flavor of the week. But, you know, since we're focusing on the marquee matchup between Josh Rosen and Sam Donald, you know, we, we actually were trading some texts back and forth about, you know, what our QB big board looks like. And, you know, maybe I'll put that out there on Twitter later on so you guys can get a good look at it because I think we've really nailed it and locked it in pretty pretty solid. And I'll ask both of you guys, I'll start off with you, Justin. I mean, how does your personal QB big board look in terms of the big three? And then, you know, if you have one or two guys you know, maybe that you're higher on than others. I know who you're going to say, Justin, but how, how mo- most importantly, you throw Josh Allen into the mix, who, who people are all over the board with in terms of their evaluations. But how do you personally see it, Jay? Well, I got Rosen as my number one guy, and I think projecting him to the NFL, I think his ceiling is somewhere between, you know, it's above Jameis Winston and maybe a little below Andrew Luck. I think this is a special talent. The things he's able to do pre-snap that, you know, and then translate over to post-snap, this guy is amazing. And the subtle things that he's able to do 
um, using his tight ends between the hashes. He's amazing throwing between the numbers, which is a really tough thing for college quarterbacks to do. Um, his accuracy at all levels is just outstanding. The anticipation, the placement, uh, you know, there's not a lot of questions I really have with Rose. And I think when you, if you get him with a even mediocre offensive line and a pass catching crew that can help him out just a little bit, we could see a special, special player. I mean, he's running the eighth best pass offense in, in the nation. And I counted maybe 10, 11 drops last week in the first half alone versus Arizona State. Um, he's doing it all by himself. So for me, Rosen is definitely my top guy. He's got all the things I look for. And then second, it could really go either way, but I definitely have Darnold and Josh Allen battling for that two spot. I think Allen is another special talent, um, it's, you know, especially physically. Uh, there's just not a lot of guys coming out that you see. Like, I mean, he's been compared, I know, to like Cam Newton athletically and stuff. And I don't think that's crazy because, you know, the size, the athleticism, the arm strength, and we've seen him be able to make all the throws and anticipate. But, again, he's dealing with another just full, well below average pass catching crew, well below average O-line. His system's not doing him any favors. So I think Allen would probably be my number two. Then you got Donald at the number three. Um, again, that's just splitting hairs. Those two could go either way. It just depends on your flavor of the week, like you said. And then after that, it's just a big jumble. I know we were talking yesterday about our, you know, draft bubble big board. For me, one guy that I think I'm higher on than a lot of people is Daniel Jones from Duke. Another guy that, you know, anticipates well, has the arm, has the placement. He really excels in the intermediate range and underneath stuff. And in today's NFL, that's what really matters. I think we worry a lot about, you know, guys airing it out deep. But that's not really what the NFL is about anymore. Um, it's about that intermediate range thrown to the middle of the field, stuff like that. So, Daniel Jones from Duke is a guy. I don't know if he's even going to declare. I doubt it. But for me, I'm going to have him a lot higher than other people, I think. Yeah, I know he was dealing with sort of injury um, this season. But, you know, his head coach, David Cutcliffe, as you know, Peyton Manning fame, uh, gives Daniel Jones a big ringing endorsement in terms of his NFL prospects and definitely a guy heavily on the NFL radar and, you know, Justin, I tend to agree with you in terms of uh, Rosen, I think, is the most polished, ready quarterback to step into the league right now. Uh, I'm going to give Josh Allen a slight edge over Darnold right now just in terms of the upside. I think his potential is greater, and, um, yeah. yeah, that's how I see it. So good stuff from Justin. Over to Joe on QB Thoughts. If Darnold's there, I'm taking a chance on him. I'm still sticking to him. I think in today's league, what we're seeing, the profile that's commanded now is more of like the Russell Wilson, right? You have to have an athlete that not necessarily is the fastest guy in the field, mind you, but has his head on a swivel, just knows how to make the space in the pocket, can keep plays alive. I've won a gamer back there, and that's what Darnold still strikes me as. He's just... You just can't have a stiff in the pocket anymore these days, and I think that's why Josh Allen is so appealing to people, and I just don't know what I see in Rosen as far as, you know, explosive moves back there. He is smooth, though. I mean, there's not doubt in it, and speaking of fitting a profile, Rosen fits that carbon copy, so I've got no problems if someone wants to take him over Darnold. At this point, though, I'm just telling you guys, 
I'm rolling the dice on Sammy if he's out there. Uh, that'd be my number one still, Rosen two. And uh, Allen, I agree totally with Justin. It's almost like you can't even evaluate this year. They took away his center. Uh, they took away all-purpose back Brian Allen and those receivers. Uh, heck, we had uh, one of them at our event, and he did really well. So it's, we know what kind of talent he lost there at Wyoming. So I, I, I still think, though, uh, he's my three. And uh, I've got a wild card fourth for you guys too. I, I love what I've seen out of Will Greer. Uh, sure, whatever, it's Holgerson's system and maybe it's inflated numbers. I, I don't care. He throws a catchable pass, man. Uh, he really has a quick, compact release. Uh, you can't, DBs just can't see this thing coming. And uh, I think that's a guy has to be very appealing to some coaches in the sense they're like, man, just let me bring him along slowly for a couple of years. You may have a starter on your hands. I don't, I don't care where Will Greer's drafted. Uh, that's a that's a guy I think a lot of quarterbacks coach would be enticed just to get him in camp. Yeah, I mean he looks like a top fifty overall selection to me right now, and it wouldn't surprise me if he does sneak into the first round if and when declares for the draft. So, um, all right, gentlemen, time for some parting shots. And uh, Justin, I'm going to go over to you because we didn't even get a chance to talk about the Colorado game that you were at last week. So let's start off the uh, parting shots with that. And, you know, if you have anything else you want to add, but, you know, give us the lowdown on, on what you saw, anything, uh, any players popping out to you? What, uh, what was that game like for you? Yeah. I mean, I think there were a lot of, there's a lot of underrated players on that USC defense, especially Um, Jack Jones. I know is an underclassman. I think he's a true sophomore, so he can't declare, but, Number 25, cornerback, Jack Jones for USC. Might be one of the best players in the nation. Um, I think next year he's going to start – you're going to start hearing his name. And, I mean, just an absolute dog. Like, every single snap he's John, he's fighting. And you can tell he has that drive to get better each and every snap. And, like, no – you know, no one's going to beat him unless you fight him. Um, and I think that was really fun to watch. I had some friends in the stands texting me, like, oh, I hate number 25, blah, blah. I'm like – that's that's what you want from your cornerback. You want other people, other fans, the other team or guys on the other on the other sideline absolutely hating having to go against you know the opposing cornerback. So, um Jack Jones out there and then like I said Rasheem Green, I think he's going to make a rise up the draft boards if he declares. Just a big, long athlete. He's violent. He's got this the burst, the get off. Um each and every snap he's first off the ball and I mean he just slams himself into opposing O-linemen. He's got the strong, violent hands. He was, like I said, he was shedding blocks at will. And, I mean, it was nasty to watch. He's in the trenches just fighting. Um, and that's what you want. I don't I don't think any defensive line coach – I know Don Winnick doesn't like passive, um, RCGS defensive line coach. Um, and this guy is not passive. Uh, he, and I think he's so much more athletic than he's given credit for. And that will probably come out soon when he – you know, pro day combine, the whole post or pre-draft process. So um, him and then Iman Marshall, the cornerback for USC too, the athleticism that he shows on tape, I think doesn't really match his play a lot, but he's another guy that I think is going to make a big rise up the draft boards. Um, and then CU, Isaiah Oliver, people talk about him as possible, possibly being the top corner. Might be uh, a long, fluid, fast recovery speed, ball skills, everything you want from Isaiah Oliver is there on tape. 
Um, and it's rare to see CU with such a high-profile draft, you know, pick or draft play, whatever. But, I mean, he's that guy this year that we might see, like Jimmy Smith, you know, the team isn't that good, but all of a sudden they have a guy go in the top 25 pick. So, um, you know, there's not a lot that he doesn't have as far as cornerbacks go. He participates in the run game. Um, and then Philip Lindsay from US, or from CU, the little running back. The guy runs so hard. Um, each and every play, he's a little mighty mouse, can catch the ball. He's got the vision. Um, I think there's a lot of underrated players in that game that I went to that you see stand out when you watch them live um, that, you know, might not get the national attention. But when you see them live, you realize, like, these are some talented players. So, um, yeah, it was an awesome experience. Got to talk with some other scouts about some of the best players in the nation and actually sat next to um, Brandon Thorne from the senior bowl and everything. And, you know, he was talking about Phillips Lindsay and they were saying he might get an invite from them. Uh, but we were talking also about who the best players in the nation we've seen. And I think both of us kind of came to an agreement that right now the best player in the nation that we've seen on tape maybe is uh, Rashawn Evans from Alabama. And I know I've talked to him ad nauseum with you guys, but right now in this not so, you know, top heavy draft class, is it crazy to say that maybe the top player in the nation is an off-ball linebacker? You know, I don't know. That's my parting shot, and it's something to think about. But, um, you know, we don't have that marquee pass rusher right now. We don't have, you know, um, left tackle that you normally do. we got some quarterbacks, but they all have questions possibly. Um, and then I don't know if I can say a running back would be my top guy. You know me. Um, Rick, you know, I'm like you. I I don't know if I devalue the running back position, but I, I hate taking one so high. So for me, Barkley is not that guy. Um, and right now, it might be an off-ball linebacker. That is my top player in the nation. Very interesting stuff from our Justin Gamma little on-location bonus scouting here and his parting shots. And uh, time to turn it over to Joe Everett. He never leaves a stone unturned, and I'm sure he's got a good parting shot for us as well. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, speak. we were talking a little bit about Florida and maybe Central Florida is the best team. Heck, Lane Kiffin and FAU, what they're doing. One thing we know is the Gators are in bad, bad shape. And I just don't understand that, you know, there's always that joke that, hey, maybe we should just wheel a jugs machine behind the line of scrimmage and replace the quarterback with that instead of an actual student. But, I think they really have to complete identity change here. And I know it would not be popular, but you're always going to have these defensive crews. You're always going to play great defense. You're the Gators. It just happens. Even especially in Gainesville, there's something that amps up that defense. So why not bring Jeff Munkin in? Why not bring Paul Johnson in? What about Ken Niamatololo and bring that triple option in and at least have an identity something you haven't had since Urban Meyer left town. I mean, if I was gained, I mean, that's something that they could at least attach themselves to. They'll, they'll consistently play defense. They'll get those recruits on that side of the ball, and they'll always have athletes on the offense. And think about it, guys. Have we ever seen that triple option, that intricate uh, uh, Paul Johnson offense with super athletes? Like a like an Antonio Callaway uh, running out there. What if Percy Harvin actually played in the Army offense? That to me is just fantasy football talk, and it could become a reality <laughs> if Florida just kind of 
thought about this process and and just be honest with yourselves, Florida. Think about this and, and how could we really get a lot of W's going and be a force going forward. I mean, if that was the case and, and, and Paul Johnson was coaching up the Gators, people would hate, and I mean capital H-A-T-E, hate to play games, though, and they, they just – they wouldn't want to go up against them with that kind of style of play. So I think if anyone in the athletic department, uh, Florida is listening, I implore you to interview those three candidates and really just uh, let's make some changes for the good and the better of all of college football. Yeah, some food for thought from Joe Everett. I like it. I dig it. And, uh, yeah, it worked out pretty good for the midshipmen, the Yellow Jackets, the uh, Black Knights. I mean, it's just still – really unbelievably hard to stop so uh love it dig it and i hope you love our podcast show and dig that as well so again you know find us on itunes if you're just tuning in and caught part of the show you want to catch the entire show you can find it here on blog talk radio you can find it on the nfldraftbible.com website my parting shot goes out to all the college football prospects out there that are receiving all-star game invitations there are so many slots. I mean, there are only just so many slots, a limited amount of slots is what I mean. So realize what an honor and a privilege it is, regardless of the game invite that you do receive. Don't be a fool. Don't hesitate. Snatch it up. Scoop it up. If something better comes along, hey, so be it. But uh, it is really a, a, a rare amount of prospects uh, that do get to participate in these all-star events and college gritter and showcase and symposium being one of them. So uh, do your due diligence. Check us out, cgsallstar.com. You can hit me up, RIC, at, at nfldraftbible.com. Of course, uh, shout-out to our special guests for joining us, Craig Red and Jose Jefferson, each and every week for hopping on. Our directors of college football scouting, Joe Everett and Justin Gamble. Of course, me, the RIC, and the place to be, Rick Saratella. Turn it like it is when it comes to the NFL draft. Since 2002, it's what we do. Check us out, NFLDraftBible.com. And, of course, we'll have all of our latest and greatest updates up there on the social media universe. Twitter, at NFLDraftBible, is usually the best way to stay on top of everything we do. So, till the next time, everybody, cue it up, Joe. Hit him with the goodness. Back at it again. It's another edition of the College Radar Showcase Watchlist Show. Tracking the top NFL draft prospects on the planet each and every week. Brought to you by the NFL Draft Bible. Broadcasting around the globe. With your hosts, Joe Everett, Justin Gamble, and me, the R.I.C. Rick Saratella. We are on air. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.